covenant ratification meal. We'll, we will participate, partake in that uh, a week from today. This isn't something that old bald-headed men came up, this would be a nice thing to do. Uh, we can make this liturgy and it'll be full of pomp and circumstance. No, that's not where we get communion. We get communion from the hand of a loving God who made us in his image, foreordained us to be his children. He gives us that for this horizontal relationship one with another. This isn't like the crowd at a football game. Anybody notes that? Good. <laughs> a couple people did. <laughs> uh, this is to be in the family of God, a part of the family of God. Yes, we get, we also give. The smile and all those things that come not as, you know, as the radio uh, and TV evangelists, they, they say, give me your money. That's not that. We come and we give to one another in little ways, practical ways, a smile, a handshake, a prayer for one another. We come then to a communion meal. The very first Passover, and I'm going to ask you to remember this. Some of you may not. I don't know. Uh, if you don't, uh, look back at... Uh, Exodus 12, the Passover meal as they're leaving uh, Egypt, and chapter 19, I ought to look at those, but will not. I'm going to, let me make some assumptions here, that we can jump uh, to a little bit of a summary of that. Promises were made. God made promises to Moses and through Moses. Sacrifices were made, meals were eaten, and <clears throat> so often those sacrificial meals were eaten as the sacrifice was eaten in the sacrament. And what's that about? We are internalizing, we're taking into ourselves, internalizing not just in our abdomens, but in our minds and hearts, internalizing the sacrifice which Christ made of himself for us. And then there is in the covenants a promissory oath. It restates the covenant with its blessing for obedience, but a curse for violating the covenant. And then there is a benediction upon obedient covenant keepers. There is so much to say, and I am so inadequate for that. Let's look at Genesis chapter 14. fingers are so dry I have a hard time uh, turning the pages. It's not that I don't know where Genesis is, okay? Sorry. 
just a second. Yeah, okay, if you get your eye on the right verse, it'll help. Verse 18, Genesis 14, 18. Abraham's nephew, Lot, and all the bad stuff that happened, right, and the uh, attack, uh, half a dozen kings uh, create war. Uh, King of Sodom went out to meet them. Then, after the war, Melchizedek. Now, who is he? What's he got to do with what we're going to do a week from today? Melchizedek, king of Salem. Now, that was a province or a a state, a small state. What's Salem? Jerusalem. He was king of Jerusalem. Isn't that interesting? Jerusalem is central this far back. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out... What does your text say? Bread and wine. Hmm. First covenant meal, last covenant meal in heaven. What we're doing next week? Bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. They are having communion under the constituted authority of the church. Not because Israel had set this guy up. Now, God anointed, appointed Melchizedek as a leader of his people to bring the gospel. And he blessed them, verse 19, and said, Blessed be Abraham, or Abram, of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, And it goes both ways. See this? Blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Okay, so this is Genesis pretty early, right? What's this talking about? Who delivered you from the enemy of your soul? God most high. Who was the active agent in that? Jesus Christ, in his earthly ministry, his keeping the law perfectly, his dying for sin, his taking our sin and putting it on his account, we have here, he's delivered your enemy into your hand, Christ's victory over Satan. It is terribly important. Some of you are old enough. You have seen some of those old B-movie westerns. And there's always some guy gets shot, right? And he always says, uh, they got me. Remember those? Really corny. That's not how Jesus died. He shouted, it's accomplished. It's completed. The penalty is paid. The people are assured. It's accomplished. And so we don't add to our salvation but we live a life of gratitude and thanks to him who died for us in large part by loving people for whom Christ came. Loving, giving, caring for people made in his image. And still in verse 20, and he, Abraham, gave him 
a tithe of all. What's that about? Well, remember Abram gave back all the, all the stuff that they had taken? It is reaching out in ministry of mercy, some practical things. He gave him a tithe of all that, that Abraham had to this one who is a priest of God Most High. You have the bread and wine there, which we, of which we will partake in a week. Um, yes. Would you turn, please, to Genesis chapter 31? We'll see. Genesis chapter 31, beginning at verse 25. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> Jacob has been tending his father-in-law's flocks and uh, left the old man with nothing, and Jacob had it all. And then he runs off, taking this other man's daughters, well, his wives, after all, it was, that was legit. Uh, he overtook Jacob in the mountains, and Laban, with his brethren, pitched their tents in the valley. Laban said to Abraham, what have you done? You have stolen away, unknown to me, sneaked off in the night, carried my daughters like captives taken with the sword. Here's an unhappy father-in-law. Why did you flee away secretly and steal from me and not tell me? You didn't allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. You have done Foolishly in so doing, for it is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful what you speak to Jacob, neither bad nor good. He says, Why do you steal my, my gods, his teraphim, his household idols? And uh, in my version, the word gods is with a small g, and that is correct. This is not elevating anything uh, to be. God, but falsely so called. And okay, we'll wrap. <clears throat> Verse 44. Now, come, he's given orders, let us make a covenant you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. They set up a stone and a marker, and they ate there on the heap. Um, what we are doing in communion is ratifying the covenant God has already made. It's a covenant of blood, the blood of Christ. We celebrate him uh, in the, the breaking of the bread, the sharing of the cup, that shed blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, they offered a sacrifice, verse 54. 
and called his brothers to eat bread, and they ate bread. And they stayed together. Watch that. Bread of life broken for you. This is covenant ratification. There will be more to come uh, in the next few weeks. I, that may be a threat instead of a promise. I don't know. <laughs> but we're looking then at what we do in the, in the context of eternity, what we do in context of the great God of the Old Testament and of the new, Jesus Christ, King of Kings, who establishes a relationship with us and I will hope to get to that a little quicker next Sabbath evening. Come on out if you're tough enough. <laughs>